0: Welcome back to the podcast. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Everyone Mm. these days is talking about love, thinking about love and romantic love and marriage and couples and all those fun Mm -hmm. red heart things these days.
1: (laughs) Well, we though, Eric, we started thinking about single folks and wanted to explore um, around this time, some of the intersections of life and faith for a single person. And we really wanted to talk to some folks who've, Who've been at like the whole singleness thing for a while. You know, the the for a few decades decades now, a couple decades, right? Have kind of done this wrestle with God about, you know, the idea of of not finding a partner. Mm -hmm. Of like, this is the path, and my life didn't quite take the path, and and here I here I am without without, you know, a, a spouse. And so and maybe they've settled, the settle's not the right word, but they have just found this contentment yeah, right
0: in a in the most positive sense it, this, of the word like this delightful yes, contentment yes, contentment
1: with, and joy yeah. you know in the way that God has been faithful and unfolded in, in this path of, right. of singleness right. in,
0: in their lives yeah so listen in as we talk to Amy and Cameron about singleness mm-hmm. why it's great mm-hmm. why it sucks sometimes mm-hmm. right also. what the Bible says about it a little bit <laughs> and ultimately how God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and love is sustaining mm-hmm. um to the people who look to him. Yep. Here's Amy and Cameron on Capital Stories. Enjoy. Amy, Cameron, hi. Hey, how are you? I'm so (laughs) glad you're with us. Thank you for taking some time to talk to us. As Tara and I were thinking about topics for this month, this episode will release right after Valentine's Day. And we were thinking about, we could do something on marriage, we could do something on love, but let's maybe take a twist on things and talk about something different and maybe a little bit more... Edgy or tender, or I don't know what adjective we want to use, but not expected. Mm-hmm. And talk about singleness, something that was joked about on Valentine's Day. I, I love the mm-hmm. Leslie Knope Valentine's references all the time, but it's yeah, not it always, yeah, it's not always a fun idea to mm-hmm. talk about. So to kick us off, I just want to hear about maybe your experiences being single. But to before we even get there, why don't you just tell us who you are, how old you are? That's relevant in this conversation, I think, <laughs> and. And just, yeah, give us a little snippet what of
1: you, do. you Yeah, what you do. Paint a picture, Cam Stark. Wow.
2: I'm Cameron Stark. I am 43? Mm. Yeah, 43. Wow. Gets tricky in the 40s. It does. It it's does. It's like, hmm. I need to take off my shoes and count <laughs> twice. And, <all> <laughs> <laughs> and I work in senior living. I'm mm. resident services manager for a company based out of Seattle. And so we... I make sure that residents have the things that they need to be happy and and healthy as they are in their golden years.
1: Taking off their shoes and counting many times. Right.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I am perennially single and have been for years. I I think I grew up with the dream of of getting married, and I always told myself I was going to wait until I was at least 28, I don't know why that number was there, but it, it was there. Hmm. And then I reached 28, and I was married to my job hmm. and just kept grinding through, and after a few years, was in my mid-30s, decided I no longer wanted to be married to my job and decided to get a life. And so I left the restaurant world and joined the senior living world. And Mm. it's been absolutely wonderful. I've had time to work on myself in in that time. And dated off and on, but never anything that really stuck. Here I am. And I think I'm at a point where I'm comfortable being single. Mm. Mm. And so sometimes that's hard. Mm. Going into a relationship when I'm perfectly content going home to Mm. myself and taking my pants off and turning on the TV.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to come back and talk yeah. about the dating and all of that yeah. and all the, a lot of the things you said we can spend some time on. But mm-hmm. Amy, how about you?
3: I am also perennial single. I'm 33. I'm a school teacher. I'm in special education. My Experiences being single, I just always thought I would get married probably after college. I feel from school, that was a very clear path immediately to college. I chose English and fine art because I don't have to worry about getting a job, which considering that I never dated at all during college, I don't know why I thought. I didn't need to find the career. <laughs> and so then graduated. I'm, oh, God, this where this my life has ended. I mean, the, the clear part has ended. And, right. and that's actually when I came to Capital, which mm-hmm. was a great choice. So I've been here for the last 11 or so years and joined the young, not young adults group, but the women's group. And came here for Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights. And that was wonderful. And had a, a year where I was, God, this is not how I thought my story would go. Mm-hmm. And I was working in retail. And then I worked as a paraprofessional. And then got back into education, which I knew I'd wanted to be a teacher, but fear had held me back. I'm very introverted. (laughs) And so did that and then just really focused on my career because that's something that I loved and I was good at and I felt was a blessing to other people, but just haven't really ever figured out how to navigate dating.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about Let's let's talk about dating for a while and just the the phases of life and how that evolves, how dating evolves throughout those phases. And and I'm curious to understand more of your own mentality and perspective around it during each of those phases. You mentioned that you had in mind this magic age of 28, and I'm sure before and after then your approach around dating was different. And I'm just curious to understand more of
3: yeah for me it was age 27 i think that was when my mom got married so granny got married when she was 20 I'm like, that's younger than i want she wasn't <laughs> able to go to college as her life circumstances didn't work out that way 27 was a hard age to hit as well. and then most of my friends are still single so that's helpful I guess, I mean, but then one of my friends has gotten married. And so when she has these adorable children, I think that's what makes me miss mm. a marriage more is seeing her little kids grow up. Yeah. And then with COVID, not getting to see them grow up as much. Yeah,
2: How about for you, Kim? I grew up here in Utah. And so everyone that was around me started getting married early. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I saw friends getting married at 18, 19, mm-hmm. 20, mm-hmm. I think that's really when I determined I, I was going to buck the trend in mm-hmm. Utah mm-hmm. and wasn't going to get married at 28, and, or wasn't going to get married until, <laughs> right. until I, was, I was 28, <laughs> although the other's true as well. And, and so it really kind of fell on my heart, I guess, mm-hmm. that, that I wasn't going to seriously date somebody until I was 25 because I figured 25, that's a good place that I could start figuring out who I was mm-hmm. and who the woman of my dreams, the, the woman that God created for me mm. would be able to figure out who they were. And we could begin to work together to build a life and yeah. live in the two-story house with the grass and the mm-hmm. yep. you know, picket fence. And a dog. And yeah, have a dog. <laughs> and, Two perfect kids that never cried or yelled or screamed or fought. And Mm -hmm. I think as I got closer to 28, I realized I'm not ready for this. Mm -hmm. And then I got closer to 30 and had a couple failed relationships at that point that I realized I still wasn't ready. And so I, I started really leaning, I thought, into God and... I remember quite a few tear-felt or heartfelt and, and tear-filled prayers where I was saying, why? You've blessed so many of my friends with great relationships. Mm-hmm. You've blessed so many other people. And I look to all these couples and want that. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're telling me to be patient and that time is coming, but when... Mm -hmm. Is it coming? And I I think I I still have days where I I sit there and try to chat with them and say, what's going on? Why is there not somebody in my Mm -hmm. life? Yet I find those days getting farther and farther Mm -hmm. apart Mm -hmm. and find myself getting more and more comfortable of saying, maybe there isn't somebody out there for me. And that's okay because I can pour... Love into the people I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And although there's not that relationship where you rely on one another for every little thing, I still have a relationship with so many people that if I get in a pickle, mm-hmm. they'll yeah. come and help. And I still have my family my mom's still around, my my little brother is, is married and has a beautiful little girl. And so I can pour into them. Mm-hmm. And I have cousins that are phenomenal and, and have a great relationship with them. And, and so I, I think that as I get older, I I start to feel maybe my calling is just mm. to love others. And maybe that will come back someday. Mm.
0: Amy, you talked about something, and Cam, you brought up lots of things that I I read this book recently just to kind of prepare for this conversation called The Seven Myths About Singleness. And I don't expect we'll kind of get into all of them today, but there's one quote that I wanted to read that really was resonating with what you said, Amy, about just this expectation and your life not panning out how you might have maybe expected. But um, the author said that there's this tension between the benefits of being single and mm-hmm. the just the challenges of being single. And this mentality around this is happening to everyone else, he kind of describes being the only single in a world increasingly full of couples. There's that awkward time of speculation when your turn will come when all your friends are getting married and and then followed by almost worse that time when people stop speculating or maybe it's just never uh-huh. going to happen yeah. so i'm wondering if you can talk about this particular tension the seeing around you all the people in your life or seemingly all these couples having happy lives and just wrestling with god that that something is you that's that is something you want but it hasn't happened and i'm i'm curious what that tension is in in your hearts and in your minds
3: I would say kind of relating to what you were saying, Cam, I found that there's this passage in Psalms like he's made the barren woman happy in a home of children or something, something along those lines. And my students really have become my children. And there's no way I could, if I had what I wanted as a family of my own, that I could do as much with my students Mm. as I'm doing. It was funny because God recently moved me from the school I thought I was going to retire from to a different school. As part of our whole district, we have. And so there's a kitchen and a laundry room. This literally is a home, minus the bedroom. I have a whole setup for uh, my students. And so, and and since I do special education, I get to see them grow up. Mm-hmm. So I have them for longer than just a year. And so I really get to see that growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's an expansion of who your family uh-huh, exactly. can and, be.
3: And how I define family. One of my students and parents says, This is your second mom. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like I kind of get to be. Incorporated into their families a little bit. And I do have good family support from my parents who are still alive and my younger sister. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of changing that, not feeling like an odd will, but it's just kind of finding where you do fit. And
1: love. Mm-hmm. Love, which you said, Cam, that word love, you know, we don't just associate it with romantic love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a love of friendship. Right. The love, not just that you're giving. To others, but that you still receive
2: mm-hmm. right.
1: from the people that love you. C.S. Lewis yeah, that the, that quote that I we were talking about that Eric, loves, weren't yeah, we? we were. His four loves. Mm-hmm. And identifies the Eros love, the romantic mm-hmm. love, and then
0: and then the, the agape, the, big, the agape the big, yeah, cherry love
1: and, the agape love and just those different kinds of love. And we tend, I think, as a society to put there's a hierarchy
3: mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm.
1: to the kind of love that we experience. And this romantic love or this Eros love is, and it's its own flavor. And, but yet the others have their own flavor too. right? Mm-hmm. And tend to undervalue when it comes to putting them yeah. on a plate. Yeah. Oh, I thought that. <laughs> and so how you're describing your experiences uh-huh. of the people God has put in your life to love and mm-hmm. be loved by, yeah. I think is. Yeah. important.
0: Yeah. And just changing the definition in our minds about, intimacy even mm-hmm. too. C.S. Lewis talks about how friendship yeah. is probably the most undervalued and underappreciated mm-hmm. yeah. of these types of yeah. of love. Mm-hmm. And I think he speculates maybe that's because people don't experience it as much or it's not, mm-hmm. it's not as valued in society it seems mm-hmm. with all the marketing around Valentine's Day and all the just marketing. Sex sells all the time. So mm-hmm. relationships without that and just friendship mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. undervalued in our mm-hmm. minds, right? But that's not necessarily true in the Bible. With David and his friend, Jonathan, David mourns when Mm -hmm. Jonathan Mm -hmm. dies and it's described as even more intimate than the relationship he Mm kind of felt for his wives. So there's there's a biblical sense that we have skewed around Mm -hmm. the hierarchy of love.
1: And C.S. Lewis talks about this because his best friend of his whole life of 50 plus years, which he didn't live near majority of, of his life actually, they wrote letters back and forth their whole life and there was a book published called we stand together of all their letters that i had the opportunity to read and his best friend was named arthur grieve and that was the most special intimate relationship of his life was despite having been married and having lots of different of that kind of love relationships Mm -hmm. that was his And he writes about it so beautifully they write to each other that's where he really most fully with the exception of his relationship with god understood the concept of love
0: Let's go back to dating because I there's yeah, something I, yeah I wanted to drive home something we t- started talking about before I pushed the red button to record and I think there's a lot there to learn from and just to understand for us married couples who. Uh-huh. Uh-huh aren't in this dating su- world or haven't been succeeded. in... succeeded. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, mm-hmm. that's not what... I mean, there's there's challenges in marriage, no. as you said. Well, yes, and there's, absolutely. There's, no. there's, yeah, but yes. But,
3: but you figured out how to yeah, date. That's This what is I not
0: our really. life circumstance yeah. right now. And well, and even that, when you say that out loud, I'm like, I don't feel like I knew how to date. I just uh. met my wife the first weekend in college and like, oh. I never dated. We often speculate, man, what would dating be like if we hadn't met each other? Huh. And so I'm just, this is a foreign world to me, dating. And... The, it
2: is for me, too. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking mentally for you as singles. Talk to me about the various phases of your life where you've put in various levels of effort into okay. dating and the goal and or the not goal of finding a partner and when how that evolved and when that evolved from this is an expectation in my mind to, OK, now I'm 25. I'm going to start this. How much effort do I put in now versus man, that's tiring. I'm going to stop putting so much effort in now. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. What's what's some of the mindset in terms of the effort around dating?
2: Wow. That's uh, a that's a good question. <laughs> There's some large eyes in this room right I, now. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think back to the evolution of dating in in my experience. And I I kind of miss the days in college when there was somebody who I kinda crushed on and she crushed on me and I was completely oblivious because I'm a typical guy that cannot read signals to <laughs> save my life. And so a, a good friend of hers would, you know she's interested in you, right? Oh! And then the light bulb would go on, and a relationship that lasted three months or six months or whatever
0: mm.
2: would follow. And and then I'd be back at being clueless. And I I think that cluelessness is followed me since then. And there have been some good relationships that I've been in and a few not so good. And at the end of the day, a lot of it came that I wasn't willing to fight for a relationship. And I I think that as I've gotten older and maybe a little wiser, I I realized that fighting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's mm. actually a good thing, so long as you're fighting for the same thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and I was not willing to do that mm-hmm. younger and, and now I am. Mm. and now it's finding somebody who wants to fight alongside me
1: yeah.
2: and it, I, I think that dating apps:
1: Yeah, what's that the, the phone oh is gosh. oh swiping? I
2: loathe them.
0: Have you Have you tried
1: them?
2: I have probably, yeah. I have. Uh-huh. And one of the great things about my job is that I get to travel. And Mm -hmm. one of the downfalls is that I get to travel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I go to some other cities and am bored in a hotel room at night, I open up the dating app, oh, maybe there's somebody out here. And Mm -hmm. next thing I know, by the end of the week, I've matched with five times as many women as I do in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I think a lot of it is that there's a different culture here. And there's a different perception of men here. And I'd probably say that there's a different perception of women here. And especially as you start to get older, that Mm -hmm. perception, kind of that, that gap gets bigger and bigger. That's a good point.
0: Regionally, we mm-hmm. live in a unique place mm-hmm. where, where it's more abnormal people do to be. get married
3: mm-hmm. much younger than yeah. the national average. The pool Absolutely. is
1: smaller. Yes.
3: Right. To begin with, yeah.
2: I don't know if it's necessarily Small, or, but, smaller, but yeah, it it's different. It's a different pool. Got some
1: culturally <gasps> ingrained stuff going there's, on.
2: Yeah, there's culturally ingrained stuff and that mm-hmm. if you're not married at this time, then mm. you're weird. Mm. Uh-huh. And that if you're divorced, that you've failed. Mm. And it's interesting to have conversations with women that have been divorced, that have kids, and the stigma that they feel has been put on them. And then me being Never married, no kids, that I just don't understand them. Mm. But at the end of the day, we we don't want to fight for each other. So, yeah. And fight to understand one another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You bring up an interesting, just an interesting notion here. We're talking about the singleness kind of idea at large and being single, but there's plenty of overlap and distinction between being Mm -hmm. single at 21, Mm -hmm. being single at 43. Being a, a 38-year-old divorcee, being a 78-year-old widow.
1: Different mm-hmm. kinds of singles. There's different mm-hmm. kinds of
0: singles out there who I wonder experience similar thoughts around like, is there someone for me? Is, how much effort do I need to put into finding that someone for me? And just re- wrestling with the same questions of God as, as far as what's, what's my path from here? Mm-hmm. And who's, who's going to be in it, Lord? I, just something you said made me think of that, and yeah, navigating that is just interesting.
1: Well, then there is the piece of i have to find somebody who shares my faith.
3: That's so which important, which makes the mm-hmm.
1: process or the pool or the the candidates <laughs> potentially even, for lack of a better word, right? That uh, can you speak to that a little bit?
3: I don't know. I still, I still, I have dating apps on my phone that's new. It like the last year because <laughs> I spent the previous year, I like to learn and reading seems safe. So like I, I set a goal, like I'm going to read one book on like dating and marriage each month. I did for like
1: Impressive.
3: a year. Yep. And then it's okay, but you're not, you feel like you're taking action towards something, but really you're not Doing anything, so, <laughs> so then I went to therapy. I'm <laughs> very informed, yeah. <laughs> <to>
2: therapy, but <laughs> on. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yes, yeah. 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 so I I'm, know a lot about this. I do. So then I was like, okay, like we can we can put the apps on the phone, and so the apps are on the phone, and then I was, well, this is a terrifying thing to have on my phone, and so I was, <laughs> I was, I, was, I say, I do have my filter set for Christians, but then it's it's ch- to see how serious people are about their faith mm-hmm. and just. I don't know, the whole profile thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's hard for me to meet people in real life because I have social anxiety to begin with. And then my whole education, English, predominantly female. Education, almost exclusively. Mm. There's not many opportunities for me to organically meet people. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well then, whereas my sister, who's a computer programmer, she's all of my classes were (laughs) male. Yeah, but I'm not going to go yeah, into computer programming. Yeah. You have, you know, you right. have so, to take more effort
0: just to go engineering. meet people. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. exactly. Right.
0: You mentioned something, Cam, it might have been before we press record, but just the right person kind of falling into your life. The chances of that happening in some contexts
3: seem it's really
0: small. Yeah, it so seems like, effort. okay,
3: I guess I can extend myself a little bit, but... It's not something I super enjoy. <laughs> mm.
0: Tell me more about that. I'm sure, like
3: we- in waves.
1: We go! I'm gonna, I'm
3: gonna get on. Never. I never <laughs> enjoy it. I would say. I mean, for all, I was very anxious about it, and I've mm-hmm. overcome that because my counselor was like, "You are going to message three people each week, and you are going to report to me that you have done." And and the goal is to be fine with being rejected. Or not having people reply—that's not the goal. The goal is to just decrease your anxiety concerning this. I'm like, okay, and so I did that, and for a few weeks, and I said, okay, I'm no longer anxious, but I don't like doing it. And she's like, great, you don't have to. <laughs> what we're trying to get rid of is your anxiety Mission around it, not like an outcome that leads to a date or anything mm-hmm. wonderful. And so then I actually switched the goal in therapy. I'm like, this is not fun. I would rather focus on other things, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: but it's not something I'm as afraid of anymore. So I, my goal is that I'm, I'm, my life isn't governed by what I'm afraid to do. It's to be more responsive to what God has for me instead of just closing doors that way. So I think I'd be more open to it now than I would have been before, but that doesn't mean the door has automatically opened, kind of to what you were saying earlier. If you're not looking someone arrives. that doesn't always happen either. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the hope that someone will just mm-hmm. magically fall into your, your path. It'll happen when you're not trying, but well then do I try or do I not? <laughs> do
3: I uh-huh. It won't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this book that I mentioned a while ago, Seven Myths About Singleness, there's another quote that we've kind of skirted around here. And I want to maybe lean into this direction in a bit. Is this the positive side of singleness? So the author said that singleness is almost always defined in the negative. It's the absence of something. It's the state of not being married. It's the absence of a significant other. And this defining by negation reinforces the idea that there's nothing intrinsically good about singleness. It's merely the situation of lacking what is intrinsically good in marriage. So I'm, I wonder if you have responses to this and just, if we can go in this direction of, yeah, talk about singleness and in, in your experiences around what's been good in, in that, that we maybe wouldn't have thought of as, as a married person.
3: I yeah. love being single. I mean, I, I think I would marriage as well, but I love that I don't have to navigate conversations around how I spend my money, how I spend mm-hmm. my time. Mm-hmm. Having the entire bed to myself because I sleep <laughs> at a diagonal. <laughs> I have a dog. Dogs are excellent. Mm-hmm. So since I don't have children, I mean, so that I found things that you were talking about that you can give love to. Mm-hmm. So it's not your closed system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then I don't like to, to cook, and so it's nice mm-hmm. I can just make one really big mountain and freeze it, and I'm not trying to feed other people. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Except you, <laughs> and to, you're a natural cook.
2: Oh, I, wow. I love cooking. Come on. Yeah, oh, really? I, I do love food. cooking. Oh, I don't. Yeah, me neither. But cooking for one person is probably Easier. the hardest mm-hmm. thing to do if you want to switch it up every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I find myself, it would be nice. There are definitely times that it would be nice to mm-hmm. be able to cook for more than just one person mm-hmm. at a time. Because I definitely get a lot of. Self edification out of cooking, cooking mm-hmm. for myself. Ah, like, oh, yeah, I nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: the world that tends to write be, neg- be have negative connotations with singleness, it can be hurtful and dumb things people say, but can also not be true. Right. So what's what's? Yeah. I
2: I mean, I think there was a time that for me being single was a negative thing. Yet I don't like ever. Like for you know, or people uh, for looking at for you. Really would, a- I don't know that I've ever felt judged for being single. But there were there were definitely times that it was tough when friends would couple up and go on double, triple dates, that mm. it's all coupled off. And, mm-hmm. oh, I can't really invite Cameron because mm. he's single. And so I think that part is tough, and it still is tough. Mm-hmm. Because there are definitely times that it would be nice to get together with a friend and and their spouse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be able to just have a nice night and do whatever couples do when they double date. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: But at the same time, I always told myself that I was going to travel, and then when that special someone came into my life, I was going to go take her to all these magical places that I had explored. And be able to relive those experiences and hopefully she had had experiences elsewhere in the world Mm -hmm. that we could travel and relive those. And I would be an expert in certain places and she would be the expert Mm -hmm. in certain places and and we could explore what we loved about those places together and learn about different part of the world Mm -hmm. uh, together. And so, I've always, I, and I still have that dream. And so being single, it's just giving me more time to explore find more the places, places. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can keep traveling. I like how
1: you traveling. Pulled, that, pulled that out yeah. there. Yeah. That was good.
2: And so it's, <laughs> I think being single and, and being able to find myself makes me, hopefully makes me a better partner. But now I'm also at the point mm. that I'm so used to being by myself
3: uh-huh. Mm. It's,
2: sometimes it's a little scary to get into a relationship, and uh-huh. and so I I have found myself even recently where I slam on the brakes before I've even turned the car on, uh-huh. mm. and because I, maybe I just want to stay single, uh-huh. and so I, I think that I don't know that there is a right answer of to yeah find that special someone or. Find yourself.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I didn't frame the question too much in the mm-hmm. assumption that's, that marriage is always the goal. You no, know, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it has been for me. But I think it's becoming less of a goal as I get older because I'm starting to see the richness of the life that I currently am living. That mm. I wouldn't. I mean, I think if God had told me 10 years ago, you're not going to be married at 33, I'd be like, hey, what, God? Say mm. what? <laughs> like That's not an acceptable outcome. But then I would say the last decade of my life had been my very favorite. Hmm years of my life. I've really gotten to develop my relationship with God, my understanding of myself and my own tendencies. One thing that I wanted to say earlier, I forgot like flexibility, like when granny passed away, like because I wasn't married and I, and I had wanted to be married at that age, I was just able to move right in with grams. I couldn't have done that if I had a partner. Yeah. And so, and, and that was wonderful. That was a wonderful 17 months living with him. Mm. So, and then that was kind of getting married a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had his laundry and his cooking. Yeah, So, and that was nice. I mean, it really was nice to have somebody to go home to and like, watch Dancing with the Stars together. <laughs> yeah. And he'd record Perry Mason for me. Oh, we'd like, right, of course. Be on the couch. So that was really yeah. lovely for a bit.
0: And you were experiencing a type of love. Yeah, and Elements of, of love within a marriage. Yeah, obviously that, not yeah. like the
3: erotic but Of course. Just like that companionship. So that was nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm thinking about the person that's listening that is 10 years younger than you are. Oh, yeah. Like 15, uh-huh. whatever it is, 10, 20 years younger. Uh-huh. And a lot of the things that you're saying to them how helpful that is. Because I wanted to ask you, how did you get to sort of this place of acceptance, and I mean that positively. I don't mean settling. Yes, no. No, I mean yeah. an appreciation mm-hmm. Yes, for this mm-hmm. is the life, this is the path, right? Not just, I'm gonna settle. This appreciation for what God has given you in the story that he's written already and you're flipping the pages through. Yeah. But for that person that's 10 years younger to not say, oh, it's gonna be okay because in 10 years I'm gonna get married.
3: Yeah, I think the specificity of life helps. Because there are specific people I love and I am grateful for that you can't you can't imagine that in your futures. Mm. You can imagine placeholder, I will have a spouse, I will have the two children. But you can't I can't imagine the students that I have. I mean, they're beyond imagining. They're just wonderful. And I would have never met them if I'd had the life that I So this anticipation
1: of I don't even know the kind of love.
3: God has for
1: me yeah. to experience. Yeah. yeah,
3: and that's ahead every of me. Year I love like the them excitement more. of that. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. I think for me, God's already put so much love into my life mm-hmm. that there might be something better out there. But if I'm surrounded by the people I'm surrounded with right now, mm-hmm. I've lived a great life. Such mm-hmm. gratitude. I yeah. uh, I'm complete. Uh, yet, hopefully, yeah, mm. right. There's more. And? Yeah. yeah. And.
0: I mean, there's this notion, too, when we're all done on this earth, there's, marriage is not a concept. The, the marriage beyond this life is Christ's marriage to us, the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right. in a sense, we all have access to this broader family, this mm-hmm. broader church community, and, and this unity with Christ. And that is the ultimate marriage. So, so you're on there's there's this expansion either way for so married couples or for singles to experience that marriage in the end of, of this life. And I'm thinking also Paul writes about singleness in First Corinthians seven and talks about almost marriage is a distraction mm-hmm. <laughs> for for serving the Lord and serving people around you, and when you mentioned you could move in so quickly with your grandpa, mm-hmm. what the, an super the
1: super disciples, the super disciples
0: are all single. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> that's right. They mean, are the the early church mothers and fathers, right? They were yeah. all
0: single. Yeah, they're single. They you know, living no, ascetic lifestyles. That's right, and focusing truly and ultimately and solely on mm-hmm. on serving uh-huh. the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I want to move this into maybe a tangible conversation around what can churches and what can people in churches do to do more
1: or not do or
0: not do (laughs) to be more helpful than harmful? You know, we've talked about this a bit, but churches often, this is a general statement, but it seems often they're set up, the ministries and support networks are set up to kind of go on mm-hmm. this demographic path and trajectory. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> there's students ministry. Then there's maybe a college ministry, and then maybe there's a young professionals or young marrieds kind of group. And then beyond that, there's the mothers of preschoolers and yep. kids ministry for your own small family. And then, but there's often a gap. It feels to me, in the if you're, not on the if path. you're north of thirty and not in a young marrieds relationship, what's it, there seems there's a gap. So knowing that that's a potential reality in churches, what are things that we can do or not do to just be aware of that and to make make our churches the most inclusive and loving places that we can for people in, in a boat like yours? I think
2: don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Pressure's I, off. Okay, Right. <laughs> I, I, I think, well, I hope that An individual is comfortable enough in themselves by the time that they reach their mid to late thirties or mid to late twenties, and they will begin to find other avenues. And I'm not saying not in the church, I'm thinking other small groups that are out there. Some of my dearest friends have come through small groups Mm -hmm that wasn't focused around necessarily dating. There's some that met in a prayer group that was just focused on praying, on how to pray, and mm. and it wasn't necessarily something that was just networking, I guess. I, I, I want to say that that's what youth group and college group and Young Professionals Group, it's it seems to be more of a networking amongst Christians. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that if there's less deliberation on creating the perfect environment for singles who are over 25 <laughs> but don't have kids uh-huh. and da-da-da-da, <laughs> I don't need to necessarily be put in a box. Mm-hmm. And I will go and find... The box that I want to be in. That's
1: so interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. That's so interesting. That's, I was just not expecting that answer. Targeted. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Or just. Uh, I I think it it puts pressure on my shoulders because I know why those groups are being formed. It's so that I meet that special someone. Yeah. But I want it to happen organically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want it to be something that is completely awkward and I fumble over my words and, <laughs> and I'm just stupid <laughs> and then meet that person who thinks somehow my awkwardness is adorable mm. and and go from there and maybe I've watched a couple Hallmark movies but <laughs> and I know that not every relationship's going to happen yeah. that way and there is a place for those networking Christian yeah. groups
1: mm-hmm. It's a good reminder that right. everything you join if you're a single person isn't with the express intent to find your yeah. partner, sure right um, where to create the environment of yeah the thing I'm you, most you identified are, by is trying to get
3: emphasis, or trying yeah. to find idea. a, a long term relationship uh-huh.
1: or something that that's i i know i'll I'll join something that's of interest to me right. as a human
2: right and, and I'm happen okay with that because At this point in my life, I have my interests. Right. And
1: If it's a ski group or cooking with sauces, I'll be there. Right. Yeah,
2: I'm in. I'm in. And yet, if there's a woman who is interested in those same things, it's going to be a lot easier for me to have that conversation Mm, mm -hmm. versus going into this group of you have to be between these ages Uh and now talk. (laughs) 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 That it's... It's more awkward for Uh me than if I'm in an interest group. Now we already have something to talk about, and I can fumble and be awkward in at least knowing that I know a little bit about what we're talking about.
3: I think one of the things that I really do appreciate about Capital is Troy's illustrations are not just about marriage. Sometimes he he's very intentional to include roommates and other mm. domestic living arrangements, so that and my previous church did not. It was strictly you're a child, and then you're married with children, mm. and there wasn't any acknowledgement that you could be something else. And so I appreciate that Capital does have an understanding that there's other <laughs> there's other life options, there's other experiences out that you there do that become an adult. Even if you're not married. Mm-hmm.
0: As we kind of close, are, are there are there things we haven't touched on on this topic? Mm-hmm. Are there ideas that you want people to know about when it comes to Amy and Cameron's experience of of this world as a, as a single adult, and mm-hmm. just something we might have missed? I don't want to I don't want to miss any opportunities to for you to share.
3: Just God's faithfulness. Just I mean, when you you. To have a story that you didn't think you wanted but is excellent and not mm-hmm. trying to replicate like I was talking about before, someone else's life. I saw how happy my grandparents were married. they have been married 60 years on both sides. Over 60 years, my parents have been happily married for over 35 years. And so and I recognize even if I got married now, there's no way I would be really old. <laughs> and my partner would be really old if we made it to 60 years. So obviously I can't replicate their story, but that's fine because that's their story and God has a different story for me. Mm. And to just enjoy the story I am in.
0: Yeah. There's this, the, after the story of the rich young ruler, what do I need to give up, God, to yeah. access the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. Immediately following that is mm-hmm. Jesus' promise that mm-hmm. you will receive a hundredfold more mm-hmm. um, by giving up everything. And the examples he, he gives are family, you, mm-hmm. home, and mm-hmm. brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. mothers, children. So mm-hmm. how much more we have with the faithfulness of God, even when it's not what we expected mm-hmm. for for our life.
2: Yeah. I, I think that if there's something that I, I could say to those that are single, it's, it's have heart. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not the end of the world if you remain single. And you're, I think your life can be as fulfilling, if not more fulfilling sometimes w- without a significant other. And that there is hope, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I, my, I have an uncle who got married a, a couple years ago, and he's in his 50s, mid, mid 50s, was married years ago, got divorced, has been happily single for a few decades, and he reconnected with someone from high school, and they came together and are now happily married. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely somebody that I look up to mm-hmm. as as um, you know, just a good human being. And knowing his story and and. Probably some of the struggles that he went through of mm-hmm. relationships that didn't work out and women that he dated that d- just didn't happen for, mm-hmm. and now seeing him together and happy and fulfilling that life with, I believe the woman that was created for him mm-hmm. is it it gave me hope and and continues to give me hope mm-hmm. yeah that. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. It may not be another 10 years. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, that's good there's there's still too. Hope, you know? uh-huh. there's, there's hope. There's hope. For you. And, and I get to still pour love into mm-hmm. the lives of all the people that I come in contact with. Yeah. And I, I think that if I can make one person's day better mm-hmm. uh, every, every day, then, then I'm living a good life.
0: Yeah. -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Amen.
2: Yeah, God is faithful. Yep. And that was in every story. Well said by both of you.
0: Yeah. Thank you both Mm -hmm. so much for just sharing with us and for your time and
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Single
2: Awareness Day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you for listening and as eric said earlier happy belated, happy valentine's. belated valentine's let's Day. just keep it going keep eating the chocolate to all of you whether you're single dating married divorced whatever it is may you feel a true sense of god's love for you personally yeah and just bask in that and receive that
0: wherever you are we'll see you again in a couple of weeks